today's episode of Titus and Tate, we are talking about the return of sports. Tate, sports are back. Uh, MLB is back. I don't understand how it happened. You're going to have to explain this to me. Someone's going to have to explain this to me. We went from the sport will never recover. This is dead. Baseball is done. Maybe forever. Mm. This is the death of baseball to, oh my God, baseball is back. In the snap of a finger, I don't, I honest to God have no idea how this happened because I was following this very closely <laughs> and the, the players voted against the proposal and then you're like, okay, everything's done. And then I swear to God, in like two hours, all of a sudden you're seeing tweets that are in all caps that baseball is back. It doesn't make any sense, but baseball is back, Tate. Time is not a straight line. Time is the dimension. And in this, this time that we live in right now, uh, things are moving all over the place. It feels like in another dimension, the NBA has been planning their process yep. to come back to basketball. But in eight days, the MLB said, we are ready. Let's light them up. Let's get them out there. And let's play, let's play ball. Play ball. Um, yeah, when and where, and here we are. Uh, we got baseball back. It, it makes no, I, I honestly have no idea how we got here, but we're here. Uh, so baseball is appearing to, to, to be back. We're going to talk about that a little bit. Uh, also going to hit the NBA update. Don't want to belabor it. We kind of did an extensive thing on the last show. Uh, so I, I don't want to. I don't want every show that we do to be like 45 minutes on <laughs> how you and I don't think that the NBA is going to be able to pull this off. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there are twists and turns that we have to, to hit on. So we're going to try to get through that pretty quickly. I think we should make it more specific, right? Like the open-ended conversation of, you know, who's going to break out of the bubble first. That, yeah. that, that, that's what everyone's talking about. But we need to talk about guys that are replacement players. We love the movie The Replacements, the, the Keanu Reeves great movie, Gene Hackman. We all know that. This is the time for basketball to have that moment. J.R. Smith has been rumored to already be a guy for the Lakers. <laughs> this, this is what we want. This is good for basketball. Fantastic. Uh, so we're, we're going to hit that a little bit. Also, the Big Ten Network, Tate, named their all-decade teams – uh, first team, second team, third team, coach of the year, coach of the year, spoiler alert, was Tom Izzo. Um, we're going to go through this because this is egregious. I'm offended on every level for various reasons. Not really. I'm, I'm, I'm hamming it up a little bit. But uh, we are going to pick this apart, mostly just because you and I were not asked to participate in this. Uh, the Big Ten Network is affiliated with Fox Sports. We are obviously affiliated with Fox Sports. Mm-hmm. Your hat says it. My, my paychecks say it. Mm-hmm. Um, and for some reason, we were not asked to take part in this vote when they asked like 4,000 people to vote on this stuff. So uh, we're going to do what we do best, which is be aggrieved, um, voice our displeasure with uh, uh, something that we had no part in. And that is the, that is something we're going to do on the show today is go through these, these all tech teams from the Big Ten. And I'm fine to be snubbed. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm not a yeah. part of the Big Ten family, but I'm upset on your behalf. So I will yeah, speak you. on your behalf. I will be very mm-hmm. upset. I will be very fired up. And this is going to be a special edition. We always talk about the Big Ten side of the day. This will be the Big Ten side of the decade. I have one for you. I have it prepared. Oh, I'm excited. And I, and I can't wait. I'm excited. All right, so we're going to get to all that. But first, Woody Durham. All right, it is Thursday afternoon. We are here, another edition of the podcast. Um, I will hit it off the bat. Uh, this is my birthday, Tate. We were recording wow. on my birthday. I'm 33 years old. It is my birthday, as I'm calling it, because mm-hmm. uh, that that is something that when I was very young, I decided when I turned 33, I'd call it my birthday. I don't, I don't think I necessarily invented it, but um, yeah, in honor of Larry Bird wearing jersey number 33. I got my Larry Bird shirt on. Uh, this was this was a day I, I felt like was always a thousand years away, and then now it's here, and it's not as special as I thought it would be to be 33 years old. But here we are. 
Here it is. Here, here we are. Here we are. And here it is. And like I said, you have your bird shirt on. And at 33, in my opinion, I knew you had what, what we met when you were 30. So I've seen this three year span. <laughs> and it's been a great three year span. In my opinion. Yeah, it's been a hell of a run. And uh, I don't know what happened the other 30 years. You know what I mean? I was not privy to that. Dude, experience. But the three I, years out of 2017 and on has been a great ride. I got to say, it's a piggyback on some of the conversation we were talking about at the end of last show where you brought up Kevin Love and I was going on my rant about being fat and ugly in your 20s, and mm-hmm. that's that's the move. Recently, I don't even think it's because of my birthday because my friends don't even know when my birthday is. They find out the way everyone finds out when you have On Twitter, they on see Twitter. everyone tweeting, yeah. happy birthday, Mark. Yeah. So I don't even think they knew that my birthday was coming up, but the last like couple weeks, I've been having a lot of friends just randomly sending me old pictures. They just must be nostalgic for some. It's probably just quarantine brain, and they're just like going through old stuff. And, <laughs> but oh my God, like some of the, you, you asked me what I was up to the other 30 years. It is staggering. I've had a beard down in my nipples. I have weighed mm. 250 plus pounds. I have had long hair. I've had a buzz cut. I... I have had every iteration. Uh, it, it has been, it is, it is an absolute trip to look back on the old pictures, but um, yeah, anyway, I'm, I'm 33. It's, it's uh, 33 is nothing. It's, it's once you get to like 30, it's just basically every 10 years, your birthdays matter. Otherwise you just kind of shrug your shoulders. Yeah. 27 was the last time that I, t- I turned 27 this year. That was yeah. the last time I'm going to care. Uh, I don't care yeah. about 30. Uh, 27 was the number I was trying to reach. And once I got there, I'm like, all right, I made it. There's the bar. Yeah. You're, you're in the 27 club. I yeah. am the age that Jesus was when he died. I feel like these are, <laughs> these are bad omens that yeah, like for the, the end of times, you the know end of mean? times for you and I, um, yeah, yours, yours also, your birthday was the day all the, the, the corona stuff hit. Friday the 13th, March 13th. Uh, I'm going to declare it. How about my birthday, everything, <laughs> corona's over. Let's just, mm-hmm. you know, like, let's, uh, <laughs> yeah, that let's solve this. Have we tried solving this? Have we tried getting rid of... <laughs> what, do we, what do we call our version of Lent? This, this period of time in between, we're just yeah. like, <laughs> our birthdays, yeah. Um, I will say this too. I, uh, the clock has started on me dunking because mm. uh, this is something I do every... Last year on my birthday... We actually played pickup basketball. We did, yeah. Yeah, we yes. were playing pickup, and I, uh, I was in the layup line just throwing down like crazy. And I feel like everyone else in the gym was probably like, we get it, guy. What's the big deal? <laughs> but if you would have asked me, I would have been like, listen, it's my birthday. I'm just trying to prove to myself that I can still dunk. Um, obviously, the current situation going on, I don't have access to a gym. So I'm really nervous about this date. I got to make sure I can still dunk. The clock is ticking. Um, I gotta get, I gotta get on this before I turn 34. So oh, without sports, you know, Fox sports, they're looking at us. They're like, what do we do? What, what is the next competition? And I think that that's what it is. You know what I mean? You flip the script, all these people like Chris Myers, Chris Broussard, every Chris that's on the air, Shannon Sharp, you and I, we're playing sports now. Right. We, we are playing that games. True, you, yeah. you film us, they film you dunking. Listen, uh, that is a good, that's an hour, that's a good way to kill an hour on FS2 is just yeah, like, flip it. Live, like, start the clock. Like, I have one hour to dunk. And I would spend 55 of those minutes stretching and warming up. <laughs> yeah, and then you have three people that are like a panel, like American Idol, and they're just talking about you the whole time and judging you. You can hear yeah. it, you're like, this is ridiculous. And does it actually count as like I, I slightly graze the rim as I lay the mm. ball up over, mm. and then, you know, they're judging whether we that look, actually we counts. We looked at the, the ball came out of your hand, so it's a layup. It's, it's deemed yeah. a layup. You have to redo yeah. it. Uh, this is going to be great. Um, I might share a little birthday wisdom. I don't know, just d- d- depending on the mood I'm in, but I'll save that for the end of the show. It's a, it's a little self-serving. So if you, uh, you want to stick around, Maybe I'll, I'll impart some wisdom. I got a lot of gray in my beard now, so I feel like an old man and I can uh, uh, share what I've learned through the years. But I'll save that for the end because uh, no one wants to hear that. What they want to hear us talk about, Tate, is sports. Uh, mm-hmm. We are sports guys. We like sports. We don't care who knows it. Um, mm-hmm. 
one of the sports we like is baseball. Major League Baseball is back. Uh, the last show, literally the last show we did, the whole show was about how fed up we are with baseball. Not the whole show, but like that was a big chunk of the, the show was like, this is, I'm disgusted with baseball. You, me, and Dickie V. Um, we can't take it anymore. When, why do the players not want to play? Like immediately after we get done recording that, I get on Twitter and everyone's saying baseball is back. I want to start there. Like, how does it, what? Baseball, like baseball CBA, I, I think I've just arrived at like the point that like, I, I just don't understand how baseball as a business works. I, that, that's become clear to me because um, votes will happen. Votes get shot down. The common man says this is bad. And then like the baseball writers who are in tune with like the CBA and, and the way these labor negotiations work are like, oh, this is fantastic that, that the players voted 33 to five against playing. This is good because now they're going to play. And I'm like, how does, I don't understand any of it, but uh, we're here. Does, does it make sense to you? I, I just feel like baseball, they have no salary cap. <laughs> like, like when they come time to negotiate contracts, they go to arbitration and like whether Scott Boris is your agent or not, he becomes your agent. He shows yes. up at the yes, yes. Rob, Robinson Cano's like, I need $300 million. Yeah. So they're like, yeah, cinnamon. <laughs> yeah, Scott, like Scott Boris doesn't even represent guys and he still just shows up and he's like, I'll, I'll handle this one. And uh, I, it doesn't make any goddamn sense to me, but we're here and uh, baseball is back and I like that. So cool. <laughs> Every single industry, uh, I feel like there's this time, there's this point in time where they say, man, it's kind of like the wild, wild west. I remember when we started out in podcasting with all the advertising, everyone's like, man, it's like the wild, wild west. And I was like, how many times has that been said over and over? And I feel like in baseball, it's never changed. You know what I mean? You talk about the salary cap, like all of it is uh, up for interpretation. And it's obviously up for uh, the owners to decide and dictate what goes on. I think that's why they were saying the players have decided that, that it's not fair for them to play 33 to five. But now that they are, that shows that they they are, you know, I guess in a position of power because they are bending over, but also that shows that they had a voice before, yeah. but now they can use that against them in the next CBA. These are the things that are going on that I don't care about. The things I do want to talk about are baseball donuts. Uh, and being able to bring <laughs> your own donuts to the actual game. And wet uh, rags. You have yeah, to bring wet, your own wet rag out. To them. <laughs> you can't do that. You can't do that. What pitcher doesn't do that? Andy Pettit, everyone, Mike Messina, whoever it may be. The, the game of baseball, based on these yeah. rules that we need to get into, uh, it doesn't seem we, like it's possible. This is, this is a great point. I think this is why I want to talk about it, too, is because we've been, we've been reaming the NBA. We, we, we think it's hilarious, the NBA's list of rules within the bubble. No doubles, ping pong. Uh, you have throw to your throw cards away, away. Throw away your cards. Um, you can voluntarily wear a ring, but you don't have to. But like at the moment, you don't make everyone do it. Literally, no one's going to do it. There's all, all the stupid rules of the NBA bubble we've been laughing at for the last month or so. Uh, MLB has raised the bar here, Tate. Uh, we have, I mean, what, what are the ones that stick out? You, you already mentioned no spitting, which is like, I mean, you're basically saying no baseball at that point. They've already didn't they already ban dip? Dip, yes, yeah, dip they, is they banned that, which was like, especially, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They already tried to ban, <laughs> to ban that. Yeah, no, no dipping. Use Big League Chew instead. The, the audacity to try to tell baseball players you can't spit, one. Mm -hmm. Number two, in what world are you enforcing this? Who who is could possibly – can you imagine, like, Rob Manfred putting out a, a, a mm -hmm. list of guys that are suspended for two games because they spit too – like, that, that is 100% not happening. Like, th this, is, this is why – and I'm going to lump the NBA into this, too – uh, I've reached the point where it's just comical to me. Uh, I think like as we've been discussing the plan for the NBA to come back, because that's what, mostly what we've been talking about, because we thought that MLB isn't actually going to come back. 
we we've I, I've sort of had this attitude of like putting putting on like an analyst cap and trying to analyze like is this possible is this safe I I have completely thrown all of that out the window I'm not I'm no longer going to share my thoughts on like should the NBA come back or not like I, I've just now reached the point Tate where it's all just comical it's just all funny to me like every every release that's put out like these are the rules within the bubble these are like the Clippers I saw are now leading the charge in the NBA to get a fam one family member gets to come for the first round. Mm-hmm. But it's only one. You get a deem like with the one person in your life. And then now you're like, do I invite my wife or do I invite my girlfriend? And they don't know it, about it, each it, other. It's like, it's like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. what, who's going to get the golden ticket yeah. to go down to a bubble to be susceptible yeah. to a deadly disease? Like, which what is going my, on? <laughs> yeah, which one of my bedridden grandparents going to go, oh, it's the one that can suddenly stand up and dance around the room. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to pick you, Grandpa Joe. You come with me. All of it's just so goddamn funny. Like, that's where I've arrived with all of it. And, uh, now let's focus on the MLB. MLB is the funniest of all because no spitting is just like, like it's clear that they're just trying to like win the legal battle. Where like if we tell, if we put it in print, no spitting, we can't be held liable when players spit all over the place. Uh, there's no high-fiving, no fist bumping, no hugging. There's a written rule that says no fighting, which mm. I actually love that they put this in writing because under normal circumstances, fighting is allowed. Um, which, you know, like fighting obviously happens in baseball all the time, but like, I was always under the impression that like MLB didn't want fighting, but it turns out, I guess under normal circumstances, fighting is cool. Uh, so that's actually kind of cool moving forward that they have to actually say no, no fighting, not because we don't want you guys to beat each other to a pulp, not because we don't want Amir Garrett to take on the entire Pittsburgh Pirates roster. Mm-hmm. Cause that's uh, great for us. That's great. Yeah, TV. That's actually we, awesome. We, we do, we do, we do that. love that. We, we just don't want to spread the virus. That's the only reason we don't want fighting. Beat, beat each other senseless. In fact, yeah. if you're going to fight, put on rubber gloves and a mask first mm-hmm. and then start punching each other. <laughs> do you guys need hazmat suits in the back? That'd be great. Like, you know, they put on the big sumo wrestling costumes. They fight <laughs> each other. Keep us social uh, there is uh what what else is crazy here P- pitchers can't lick fingers you already touched on that and, yep. and, and you're asking yourself so how are pitchers going to get the moisture on their fingers necessarily necessary to uh, uh make the ball spin like they needed to all the kind of stuff pitchers are being told to have a wet rag in their back pocket that they mm-hmm. touch just mm-hmm. touch, get, get a little moisture on your fingers via the wet rag which is just absolutely preposterous that you put that in writing that like be sure to put a wet like you're a car mechanic with your <laughs> your greasy rag hanging out the back of your overalls that is one of the rules that's insane uh also i'll i'll, I'll finish up real quick uh no bat boys or bat girls which is like i mean you might as well are, are we even playing baseball at that point if you don't have some chubby nine-year-old out there <laughs> picking up the bat or, or or some like uh you know s- some front office kid that the kid of a front office guy gets to sit down by the bullpen and then you have like the fair ball that, that that goes foul and then they accidentally pick it up and it just completely ruins the game and everyone boos them and they just want to crawl into a hole like we, if we don't have that do we even have baseball i don't know no no we do not <laughs> we do not and then lastly pitchers have to bring their own rosin bounce rosin bags to the mound they have to use their own balls for the bullpen and batting practice balls that the that the, the balls you use for batting practice are used for that day only and then they have to clean sanitize them and they can't be used for five days. They decided that is the number. Put those away for five days. So basically, every every team is going to have to have about ten million balls on hold. Uh, so you could use like, you know, these one million today, these million the next. You know, it it is it is hilarious going through all these rules. 
And that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about gameplay because uh, baseball in and of itself, you know, you see, you see a catcher catch the ball, ball's a little dirty, pits it back. You know, the umpire gives him a new ball. He throws it out. You know, what yeah. I mean? it's no thing. But what does that umpire do, Mark Titus? He puts it back in the ball bag. Right. And, right. A, and guess what? That ball's going to get recycled at some point. And what I want to know is, one, who's washing balls? Like, who, who is going to be cleaning and sanitizing the balls? Like, because that would be an actual ball man probably yep. or ball woman or ball human, whatever you want to call them. They need to be doing that. That's like going to change the gameplay. You talked about licking your fingers as a pitcher. That seems impossible. People having a rag in their pocket. I don't yeah, see that. That's it, not that, happening. That's not happening. Bringing your own donut as a hitter to the own deck circle and to the, uh, to the stadium itself, having your own donut. That doesn't seem like it's very realistic. The pitchers that are in the bullpen, they have their own set of balls to pitch mm-hmm. the catchers that are catching them. I don't know what I guess, I guess they have gloves on to throw the ball back to that pitcher. I have no idea. <laughs> I, I left one out. Uh, when when you're on second base and it's the end of the inning and you're like the right fielder, you know, traditionally the center fielder will run out with the stuff, hand it to you uh, as you're on the second. You, you take off your helmet, your little shit. You make cut. a show of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you make a show. That's like a whole thing. Especially yeah. like you strike out, look at or like I you you do make a show of it. You run you run to first base. You, mm-hmm. you you get beat out by a half step. You almost beat out the throw. You don't make it. You take your helmet off. You throw it in frustration. Mm-hmm. You stare off into the crowd. You kind of pose. You make it look like – like there's a whole part of playing mm-hmm. – that's the thing about baseball is like the whole – It's a show, part, yeah. It's <laughs> not about the sport of baseball. Mm-hmm. It's about the sideshow. Mm-hmm. And you're taking away the entire sideshow. Do we even have baseball at this point? This this was always – this was the argument I was going to make when we were talking about um, baseball dying. When I, when I said – uh. When I, when I was in Colorado last week and I, I said I was prepared to make this argument that baseball is not going to die because baseball can't die. Baseball is not even a sport, Tate. Baseball <laughs> is the pastime. It is a way of life. It's nostalgia. Uh, it is nostalgia, it is nostalgia Like yes. Like, so everyone everyone who makes an argument that, like, baseball is dying because people don't want to sit through three-hour games or, like, no one wants to watch pitch, like, it takes pickoff throws and, like, all this – that is not what baseball is for anybody. Even people that love baseball, that's not what it's about. Like it's about you put the game. It's about mowing the grass. You put the game on your radio. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like and it's the game within the game. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's managers making decisions to pull a pitcher in the sixth inning. Should have let him stay. Yes. He yes. had one more inning. Yes. You know what I mean? And that's the stuff that you argue about. It's a show. It's it's <laughs> all of the side shit. It's like like I, when you bring up Sammy Sosa's name, like I don't even. I think about my childhood growing up watching Sammy Sosa play for the Cubs. I don't even really think about Sammy. I mean, obviously, I think about him hitting the home runs, but the first image that comes to mind is him kissing his fingers and pointing mm-hmm. to the camera. Mm-hmm. The second thing that comes to mind is him sprinting out to right field and like pointing to the crowd and doing all that. And then the third thing is like doing the hop after the home run. And most of the shit I think I remember Sammy Sosa by has nothing to do with like the actual game. It's always like the sideshow of of who the guy is. And this is the whole point is like, this is what baseball is. And, 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 and what is the pinnacle of baseball to win the World Series? And what do you do, Mark Titus, when you win the World Series? You dogpile. You, you dogpile. Dog <laughs> and if you can't dogpile, what, what are, are we, we doing? playing for? <laughs> what is the point? If you Get can't, out of here. like, oh my God. Um, but I will say, so if fights aren't allowed, mm. I, let, let, let's break this down. Let's break down like the actual game a little bit, even though we just got done talking about it, we don't really care about the game. <laughs> so we're, we're having a 60-game season. Uh, there's a universal DH, which I absolutely abhor. I, I am very – It's I, only for this year, right? That, that's not a – Well, they're going to they're gonna, write it into the new CBA. Because like the whole point – like the players, I guess, want to DH because the pitchers obviously don't want to hit. And then the the non pitchers want more opportunities to hit. So, yeah, the utility guys are like, yeah. I can hit. Nine. Like, great. Cool now, yeah. yeah. And then also you can buy guys like days off. So like you know, 
Anthony Rizzo can get more rest now because every 12th day he can just be the DH or something. I don't know. So, like, I, I guess the players want it, so it's probably going to stick around. I, I could not be more anti-D. That is the strongest sports opinion I have, honestly. <laughs> as, as I sit and think about it, on my 33rd birthday as I'm turning into an old man, uh, anti-DH is about the strongest opinion I have in sports. So my question to you is, so we have a 60-game season. We're talking, about, we're talking about players can't dogpile, players can't fight. Uh, we all know that the Astros this entire season – are, are every team, it, there, there seems to be a thought that every single team is going to throw at the Astros. And my question to you is, does a shortened season put that in jeopardy? Because every game matters more. Um, I am actually excited for that. That like suddenly, like basically the, the, the moment the season starts, the pennant race starts because mm-hmm. the season is less than half of what we're used to. So do we have time to like, can we screw around with pit? Like, can we afford to throw at the Astros now? Because you, you know, like you can't just take, days off can you like you can't you can't just like decide let's put the first three runners on base yeah you can't just give up game yeah yeah, that's giving up a loss and those are valuable right so like i'm worried uh, about that again mark titus what does that mean we are not playing baseball because that's the whole point of baseball you know what i mean you showed (laughs) me up you cheated the game now you have to get hit by a 98 mile per hour fastball in the back like that's yeah. just what it is. That's how you. That's how you pay your penance to the game. Like when Pete Rose was talking all that shit to Doc Ellis, he's like, "I'm gonna hit everybody on the Reds." You know? What yeah. I mean? That's what baseball is. I, I want to see Altuve. I'm trying to think of who, who's like a tall pitcher. I can't. I can't think of who's. Uh... Who's the tall? Who whoever's a tall? I mean, we need de- you know what we need instead of designated hitters, we need designated pitchers, and we need right. like Randy Johnson to come back for one pitch. Like we, we pretend, get, yeah, use him up for one pitch, and he comes back. If you're saying fights are no longer allowed, like I, I was so excited for the visual of like a guy like Randy Johnson beaning mm. Altuve, mm. and then you have Jose mm. Altuve charge the mound on Randy Johnson, and like who that, that is. That is the theater we want to see. Yeah, all I see in my mind is like Altuve hanging onto his mullet on the back, <laughs> like this swinging around. You know what I mean? Like I see Jeff Van Gundy on. Who who, who did Jeff Van Gundy grab? Was it Ewing? Yeah, I think so. Or was it? I, I can't even. Or was it Morning? Uh, I forget who it was. I'd have to. I'd have to Google that. I'm gonna Google it. Um, yeah, Jeff Van Gundy grabbing the guy's leg during the fight. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's what it'd be like. Yeah, man. I don't know. I I I'm I'm very excited though about the idea of a 60 game season and everything mattering and uh, baseball is back and and I I I think like. I'm I'm a little worried though because it, it really does just feel like the Yankees are gonna just steamroll everybody. But but hopefully this will get us the the Dodgers Yankees. Like I I I really really hope that like the Astros like the psychological part of all this of the Astros cheating like they're not gonna get away with it. What I don't know if they're gonna get beamed or like something's gotta happen right. Like Manfred has to tell the umps like don't like have a have a tight zone when when the Astros are are pitching and when they're up to bat like everything's a strike um there's got to be something there where the astros I, I i think the astros are screwed this year so i i feel like the yankees dodgers world series we've been wanting forever might might be happening but i don't know and there's like that mental hurdle in your head right if you're the yankees and the dodgers and you've been such a good team and like you've had like dodgers especially i mean how many times over has it been the year for yeah. clayton kershaw to finally get over the hump and it yeah. just didn't happen and in the back of your mind, if it didn't happen because the other team is cheating and stealing your signs, yeah, that, right. that gives you some sort of, uh, I don't know, like probably like a, it's like a breath of fresh air to be like, I'm not crazy. You know what yeah, I mean? Right. I, I thought we were a better team. 
I thought that there was some fishy things going on, but now it's confirmed. Now we can yeah. just play baseball. But the unfortunate part is, like you said, if we finally get the dream World Series matchup, Dodgers-Yankees, for the, yeah. for the casual fan, right. it's, it's in a weird year where baseball isn't really baseball. So we don't get the full experience of that. We don't get packed Yankee Stadium. We don't get packed Dodger Stadium. Mm-hmm. We don't get you know them telling Brooklyn Dodgers stories and stuff mm-hmm. like that in New York and Vince Scully cutaways. Also, like We get like this weird, watered-down version of the World Series that we've been dreaming of. And that uh, may hurt baseball, which uh, I, I think that's what all these leagues are I don't even thinking. Well, about. here's the thing, Tate. They're not going to make it to the end of the year. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. This is, this is like I said, this isn't a bubble. This is Spoiler a alert. Uh, <laughs> they're not going to make it to the end of the year. And none of these sports are, which is why it's so funny. Like, I don't, I'm not even trying to be a chicken little sky is falling thing. I just think like it's so, it's so, just so obvious the way everything's trending. It's like, like the only way I feel like they're going to play this stuff is if, you just truly do not care. Like, which is, is totally plausible. Like I, 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 when we were talking about the NBA last show, um, that would be very out of character for Adam Silver and the NBA to suddenly decide that they don't care what people on Twitter think or what, you know, <laughs> what, what NBA Reddit has to say about, you know, their, their place in society and whether it's irresponsible that they're playing and all that. Like that is very on brand for the NBA to be like, Oh shit, the people on Twitter are saying this is a bad idea. We better call the season. MLB is kind of more of a, a hazy area. They're like, Tweeter? Like, yeah. What, 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 what did Tweeter say? I don't even know who that is. Yeah, yeah. Did Babe Ruth have to consult Twitter before he <laughs> played? No. So why should these guys don't change the game? Dude, we left out I'm, – I'm looking at my notes. We left out the, the, the most insane rule of all. I can't believe we didn't touch on this. Is, is this uh, the shower rule? <laughs> yeah, you're not allowed to shower. No, you are allowed to shower, but it's but the G the GMs cannot shower. The like like the, the, the players and the coaches can shower. The GM can't shower. There's like a, the shower rules. Dude, ridiculous. it would be it would be so great if like as they were going through the rules, they had like all these anti hazing rules, like that they're they're, <laughs> they're like no peeing on rookies. <laughs> in the yeah, you know, and it has to be written out. Like, yeah, you have to actually write it out. Like yeah. no kids longer. Are like, kids are like, I'm not gonna play baseball. I think I'm out on the MLB. I'm going to play something else. Maybe I'll just play football. <laughs> you can no longer tie a rookie to the shower, the, the pole in the shower and then just pee all over him. And they're like, well, what's the point anymore? Yeah, um, yeah. No, the, the craziest rule of all, they're, they're putting in the Little League softball rule, uh, the, the, the stupid uh, rule where extra innings, you start a runner on second. Did you see this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about it. A runner that. starts on second. So a situation has arisen. My buddy texted me this, that uh, put, put this on my purview, that a pitcher can now, Tate, pitch a perfect game and lose. <laughs> that's, that's what can happen now because a guy can have a perfect game. It goes into extras. Then a guy starts on second base. You get two sacrifice flies or like a sack, a sack bun, a sack fly, brings him home. The pitcher throws, a, per, per, pitcher throws a perfect game and loses. That's that's where, where we arrived at this. Um, that is that is absolutely abs- like. There's got to be a better way. I don't I don't even I don't even want to suggest better ways, but there there's got to be a better. Just call it a tie, right? Like if if you're worried about extra innings games going on forever, which first of all, back to our original point, <laughs> that is the joy of baseball. Is like you're you're at home, not really doing much of anything. You're just kind of looking at your phone. You're kind of browsing through the channels. Suddenly. Someone alerts you that the the Rangers and the Marlins or the Rangers and the Rays, I guess it'd be if American League, are in the 19th inning. And then you're like, oh, my God, I got to watch this. And you put it on, and it's wild baseball. And you got a guy who who is like the backup left fielders on the mound because they're out of pitchers. Uh, this guy that's pinch hitting for the one team, it hits like 0.082 on the season. And you're watching it, and you're like, this is, this is absurd. This is so, so great. This is what makes baseball great. All of that is going away. They're just going to throw guys on second base, and then 
try to get the game over as fast as possible. I, I don't like it. As, as someone, I, I covered a, a North Carolina State, North Carolina baseball game at Durham Bulls Park. Uh, this is in 2014, and the game went to 17 innings. And if you told me that I could put a person on second base, I would have literally given you the biggest hug and anything I had. It would go, like All I wanted was for that game to be over. And now yeah. all I want, Mark Titus, is for baseball to be able to go for as long as it needs to. You know no, what I mean? dude, you Let reach game, a point. Let it play out. I feel like around inning 13 or 14, people start saying like, all right, this is ridiculous. Get this over with. But then they win you back if it gets to like inning 16 or 17. Mm. The, the rare times it gets to inning 16 or 17, if you're a fan and you're at the ballpark, I've never actually been at the ballpark, but I imagine you get to a point it, where you're it kills like, you It kills you in inning 14. When you get to 14, you look around and you're like, we're playing a whole nother game here, folks. But I see it, I see it as like a runner's high, Tate, that like – the first couple of miles are really painful, but then once you get the runner's eye, mm-hmm. like once you get to inning like 16, you say to yourself, I hope this goes forever because it's just mm-hmm. hilarious. Like I hope, mm-hmm. I hope I get a witness. Of I hope we're going to 18 innings. Yeah. yeah. I hope we have a whole nother game here. Yeah, exactly. No, it's true. You're like, it's true. You're like let's just, let's just get crazy with yeah. it. Let's see what it, it's happens. It's like when you're playing golf, you know what I mean? You like play 18 holes. You're like, should we play another nine? You're 20. You're like, oh, let's just play another nine. And just then you cut to the, you cut to the crowd and there's like 12 people <laughs> left. And one of the guys has just been stacking beer cups and it's like <laughs> a mile long. And, yeah. like, <laughs> and it's the, the the cleanup hitter's dad and he's the bad dad and uh, it's a great moment you know? the announcers start baseball. ripping on the fit like the fans that are still there the announcers are like it's a week night most of the fans have gone home they got to work in the morning except for that guy the guy's got his shirt <laughs> off and they just start like ripping every life decision he's made because like what could compel a man to be at a ballpark at 2 a.m on a tuesday night <laughs> to watch a meaningless break all of this stuff is what makes baseball great this is baseball baseball is not the game itself it is all of this other stuff and most of that is going away and that is very sad but the idea of a 60 game season where like every pitch matters so much more than it than it does previously is pretty awesome but uh you're, you're never gonna you're all of this is great on paper but guys are gonna spit they're gonna scratch their nuts they're gonna dap each other up they're gonna shower with each other like this is going to happen this is baseball <laughs> you you put people in a familiar atmosphere too where they've done all those things always their entire time yeah. and then you say act completely different and you expect like the only thing that i will say about the bubble idea is at least you're in a different environment right so you may act different because you're not used but if you're in your normal right. ballpark right and, yeah. and, you're, and yeah. you're used to scratching your nuts or whatever you're saying that, that, that you do every single other time and spitting on the ground and doing whatever you're not going to just completely change your habits because habits are habits for a reason yes all of it is just again we're we're talking about human beings they're not going to just follow these rules but god bless you mlb for putting these rules on paper Um, thank you i I absolutely love it Uh, i i i think uh as for the actual baseball my baseball takes the nl central (laughs) is going to be absolutely insane i think Mm. the the pirates are garbage but the every other team is awesome and that's going to be it's as a cubs fan i'm going to like both love and hate watching that race unfold because I think all those teams are going to be really, really good. None of them are good enough to win the World Series, though. I don't think any of them are good yeah. enough, but it's going to be the best race, I think, in baseball. That's my prediction. Yeah, I was going to say, the other thing I like about this is the regional games that will happen. Like, we'll get a lot of White Sox and Cubs games, right? And then mm-hmm. we have Mets and Yankees games. That'll be more – like, mm-hmm. that may be good just for, you know, TV purposes possibly, but, yeah. Yeah, if the Cubs don't win the World Series, I think I'm cheering for the Dodgers. I want to put that out there, Yeah, too. yeah, I'm – I. Uh, uh, yeah, you're a Bellinger guy, aren't you? Yeah, well, I mean, I'm Corey Seager. Oh, no, you're a Corey Seager guy. Come on, North Carolina. Kyle Seager, all the Seagers. I I feel like you brought up Kershaw. I feel like Kershaw is the Tony Bennett of baseball. So um, I'm kind of pulling for it. Like, he just seems like a really nice guy who just gets the shit kicked out of him at all times. And he needs his triumph. We need Kershaw to just just mow people down in the playoffs and shut everyone up once and for all. But 
unfortunately just never really seems to happen <laughs> but i'm also like it's one of those things where he's had so many bad decisions i feel like that were made by a manager like starting someone else or whatever it may be but then you see justin verlander who just had this like perfect like he had what we wanted kershaw to have you know like this right. beautiful like he's the ace he's got like kate upton sit front row he's like <laughs> mowing guys down it's like that's supposed to be the la dodger right that's supposed to be kershaw doing that so i would love for kershaw to have like a redemption moment yeah he, he's basically tony bennett if tony bennett after losing to the 16th season <laughs> then lost to another 16 seed. Then, yeah. and then <laughs> lost, lost to the, the championship round. game yeah. to Villanova yeah, to Jay yeah. Wright. Like Jay Wright's there just beating him. And like, then, oh, and then, like maybe 30 years later, when he's 78 years old, like maybe wins the title, maybe. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm excited. Baseball's back. Uh, I don't even really care at this point. I'm like, I'm kind of like everyone else, where uh, you know, I, I think most people. Anytime you you step in and you say like, I don't know if if we can actually play right now. People get really upset because they're just like, I don't want to hear all that. I just want to see baseball. I definitely have that feeling too, which is why I kind of don't really feel like it's productive for, for me to keep mentioning that, that there's no way they're going to actually see this through. Uh, because at the end of the day, Tate, even if, even if we only get like 15 of these 60 games, it's still worth it. I'm still excited for them to come back and watch 15 games before they realize this is a horrible idea and they shut it all down. I'll take it. I'll take whatever yeah. I can get at this point. They tried to make sports reality TV for so long. You know, we, Hard Knocks obviously worked, but then there was, like, the association that they had on Showtime covering the NBA team, mm. and we've seen, like, Yahoo and Amazon do all these different iterations of it. This is reality sports. Like, this is going to be the most ridiculous thing you've ever seen. If there's actually a hotline for NBA players to call and snitch on people, that is the greatest drama you could ever imagine. If you have MLB players that could get kicked out of their dugout, suspended for a game for spitting, for spitting. That, that, that's amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. Like, I, like, I want to see who those people are who are the ejectors. You know what I mean? Who are the enforcers? Like, what do they look like? Because if it's something out of Hunger Games, like, I don't want to be a part of that. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? I want it to be funny people. Like, I want to be people like you and I, like regular people that have to go up to, you know, insert Clayton Kershaw. And we're like, hey, Kershaw, you were spitting and you yeah. licked your finger, so you're out of the game. And just see what happens. <laughs> you know what here. I mean? Out of here. Meal time. It's coming. So what's it going to be today? Gas station hot dog? frozen microwave mini meal soup from an envelope or are you ready for something uncommonly delicious like the famous hook and ladder sub from firehouse subs the hook and ladder is one of our most popular subs for good reason we start by piling your sub high with freshly sliced smoked turkey breast and virginia honey ham then we top it with melted monterey jack and then oh man it's served piping hot in a perfectly toasted roll this is no ordinary sub. This is the melt-in-your-mouth meaty masterpiece. The hook and ladder from Firehouse Subs. Save time and order yours on the Firehouse Subs app or on firehousesubs.com. And we'll have it hot and ready to go at our rapid rescue-to-go area inside Firehouse Subs. This is no ordinary sub shop. This is Firehouse Subs. Welcome to Firehouse. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Oh, man, I'm excited. On the last episode, we were here. <laughs> Going in about the NBA, all the different rules. We talked about the MLB and everything, but uh, I, I don't even want to talk about all the all the BS that's going on and all the you know whatever that that we have to hear all these different storylines. I want to talk about the main storylines, which is insert players not going to go down to the bubble. So now we have a replacement player. So now we have the internet deciding who these replacement players will be. There's been Boogie Cousins, you know. There's been J.R. Smith, Jamal Crawford. The list goes on, uh, and I wanted to see if there was anyone in your mind that you're like uh, outside of yourself. You know what I mean? That you want to yeah, throw yeah, into the yeah, replacement yeah. ring of players. Yeah. First of all, Vince Carter, who just retired mm. today, does that make him eligible for? <laughs> I'm I'm kind of 
I'm kind of joking, but I'm kind of serious. Like if, if LeBron wanted Vince Carter to join the Lakers, could Vince Carter join the Lakers now that he's retired? Yes. I don't know. I honestly believe like they would say or, under normal circumstances, no. But then we but, have like yeah. this, this, this window that's not actually a window. So like at the end of the day, like Vince Carter, go play for the Lakers. You, you just got yeah, to. Yeah. By the way, the, uh, the NBA put out the, uh, the deadline that it was this Wednesday that you had to announce whether or not you wanted to be in the bubble. And a few guys said they didn't want to be out. The most notable is Avery Bradley, um, which is why the Lakers are looking to, to replace uh, which, which is kind of what, what, what sparks this discussion is we're going to talk about J.R. Smith a little bit. But uh, as it turns out, that was a soft, as, as we might have, as we, we all saw coming, uh, that was a, a soft. <laughs> soft verbal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As it turns out, there's not, that's, not a, that's not a hard deadline whatsoever. So guys can still decide to leave. Um, Vince Carter coming back would be awesome just for that. Like just for, I, I feel like we got to reach a point where the NBA treats this like the NCAA does with all these waivers with guys transferring. Where Vince Carter just puts he, he he puts in a request to play and they're like Vince you were just on what was he on the Hawks Hawks yeah yeah like you can't circumvent our rules and then Vince Vince is like no I would like to cite coronavirus and also I've never won a ring and they're like all right we'll give you a waiver you can join the Lakers <laughs> fist bump <laughs> yeah like- yeah sweet the other the other name that comes to mind I saw him I think he tweeted out the eye emoji uh, and, and brought it up Mike Miller you called mm. this when it happened initially. Um, Mike Miller's trying to get back in on the action jokingly, but it's also like, obviously not a joke. It's also, yeah, it's, it's like something that it's, it's something that's definitely not a joke. It's like, I'm clearly joking unless you're taking me seriously, in which case I will come back and ride the bench and like give you two minutes at a time where I like pick up two fouls and, and brick a shot, but I get close enough to making it that everyone gets excited and they remember that I was a good shooter and they have to respect my jumper. That's what Mike Miller would do. But yeah, we saw him cook uh cook the guy. I was gonna say out. he already yeah. did that. He already put out the video being like, You see yeah. these young bloods that you think are really yeah. good that are five stars are better than them. Uh the other the only other guys I thought of, Joe Johnson. How old is he? Is he he is he even on a team? Does anyone even know? I feel like he Joe is, Johnson he, Joe Johnson is in the TBT and uh Oh, he's in TBT. Yeah, so he okay. is basically using TBT as I originally thought as a showcase, which I think now he's probably like, I really wish I was not using this as a showcase. Yeah, I wish yeah. Yeah, so, I, Joe Johnson to me would like Joe Johnson is just just sort of like existed in the peripheral for his entire career he's just like always like i i've always been certain that he's been in the nba but not 100 percent certain at all times you could have told me he retired in like 2011 that would well even like, like on the hawks teams when he got traded from phoenix it was like yeah. josh smith was the guy that was somehow was the more visible person yeah. in your mind for whatever reason like it was just either him breaking threes or blocking the shit out of somebody you know what i mean but like joe johnson was there getting all the points yeah um yeah he's always been peripheral i'm trying to think like sean livingston could be another guy Ooh, that, okay. uh, that is around that could that could like just did be you see the field. did you see the video of michael beasley with the shirt off yeah exactly killing guys and he just kept saying it's I, i'm him i think is I'm what him. he kept saying i'm, I'm him. him it's yes. me what does that mean explain that to me explain the you're you're young and hip what is what does it mean to say i'm him that means that i am who you thought i was i, have, I, <laughs> I, I am in the words of marcellus wiley i am that dude and i am the guy and and a lot of people in that run uh were the young guys which i realized yeah. people didn't talk about this it was like isaiah todd it was the g league guys so it was yeah. the guys that are going to be in the G League superstar team that everyone's so excited about. It's going to ruin college basketball. Well, Michael Beasley just worked them, and, yeah. uh, and and again told all of them that he is him. And I love the <laughs> the idea of doing runs and pickup runs to get attention from NBA teams to get signed. Yeah, which like by the way, I mean, I I'm sh- he was playing with good players, as you said, but yeah. 
he's not playing with NBA players. <laughs> he's, not, he's not playing. He's not played with it. Like you could, you could put me in the right pickup group and have me play, and I would look like I wouldn't look. You, you, you would say I'm like, him. You would say yeah, I'm him. I, would, I, would, I would look good enough to where I would say I'm him. I would like right. hit like five shots in a row and just be right. like I'm him. It's no. I love no. that. I'm him. Yeah. yeah, I think I think I did that. I played ringer pickup, and I started doing that one time. And I, was like, and I was like, "Oh man, I can't be doing this." Was, You're popping your jersey. Yeah. I was like, like, this is, I was like, "This is so much fun!" Like, I, I yeah. need to do this more. I will say, dude, there's something intoxicating about going off. Like, it doesn't matter who's in the gym or who you're playing against. Oh, it's it's the you, best you feeling hit, in the world. Yeah, yeah, you hit like five in a row, and you feel like you're on. It doesn't. You could be playing kindergartners, and you still get that swag. It's, it's the J.R. Smith. Yeah. The yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it is. It's like Josie Wells on a basketball court i've done that against when i, when I would play pickup in ohio i'd play against like uh th- we had some decent players some of them probably listen to the show so i better be careful of my words or i'm gonna start getting text messages from guys but um there, there were a lot of times it wasn't the greatest games ever and i would go off and i i swear to god i probably did the, the jr like shaking the threes i would just start doing that in an empty gym because and yeah, and then eventually they stopped inviting me. I wonder. <laughs> no, but it is true. Like as as a shooter, when you are a shooter and you get tagged as a shooter, as you and I are, uh, wonder why. Um, there is something that like when you do answer the bell and you're and you're wet, you know, you, it's just like a fun feeling, you know. It's yeah. Like, yeah, it's let them know. Like I'm sorry, but that's yeah. why I hated JJ so much, which is so funny. That's a, just a projection, you know. That's one of my goals. Uh, in in year thirty three, in year thirty four of my life, I mean, um, is to at some point during a rec game or a pickup game. Say year thirty four is the tightest. That is the tightest. That's the tightest. Yeah. yeah. Is to say yeah. the phrase "I'm him." I want to. Mm-hmm. I want to be so hot that I just turn and say "I'm him" to no one in particular. Mm-hmm. That's a. That's my goal with that. So, uh, yeah, the, it'll it'll be fascinating to see who gets picked. Are Are any of these guys going to matter? Actually, though, like like there's there's no. Is there anyone on the market that's like actually like we can get this guy and it'll it's going to shift the title race. No, yeah, right? Yes, J.R. Smith. He will shift it the other way. And it is the perfect example. That, that is, Dude, that is- J- so J.R. Smith, Deion Waiters. Let's get Michael Beasley on the Lakers. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if it's possible, but they'll find a way if it's if LeBron asked him to. The 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 biggest outlier that I've heard that has been rumored, and I and I'm not even kidding about this, um, and that people are interested in is OJ Mayo. And, oh my uh, God. Oh my God. So so let's think about that. OJ comes back to LA. OJ Mayo, Deion Waiters, J.R. Smith, Michael Beasley, Dwight Howard, JaVale McGee, JaVale McGee, <laughs> Rajon Rondo, and LeBron, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis. That and is Alex, and Alex Caruso. <laughs> and Caruso. So like Dude, that we're watching that. Like I'm Caruso watching- has to start like a reality show or so. Like he has to do like a, a blog yeah, or the Caruso. The Caruso. He really? has to do something where he documents where he just even if it's just like a booth where like he goes into like the confession booth every night and he's like, "All right, so day forty six in the bubble. Here's what happened today." <laughs> just oh my god, that that would be that would be something. That would that would be something. Forget the basketball. You don't even have to show the bat. No one would honestly. It would get better ratings to just do the reality show than oh, to get the basketball. Yes. As we're talking about the NBA coming back, like the big reason they're doing it is because you got to salvage money. Obviously, like. It, I mean, I, I guess there's the part of the CBA too, where like if if this whole season is null and void, then they can tear up the CBA, right? And then there's it might trigger a lockout, whatever. Who cares? But the big reason is like we we can salvage some money if we do an NBA Finals, we get our ad money. We can we can say. Do you think Tate that the ratings for the Finals this year, assuming they play this whole thing out, are going to be anywhere close to what they usually are? Because I I feel like an argument could be made that because everyone 
Cause like a lot of the country still shut down and it's just like a weird time. The one thing people want more than anything is like people need, we need our bread in our circus, right? That's what the Romans said. A lot of people are struggling with the bread, like job insecurity, all that kind of stuff. Uh, but we need our circus. Give me the circus. If I have the circus, I'll be fine. So if the circus comes back and we can all watch the circus, uh, the ratings are going to be through the roof. I kind of feel like we're going to watch like the first few rounds of this and it's just going to feel so weird to watch like these haphazardly put together teams that are playing in like an AAU arena with weird, they all come out of the tunnel wearing masks and, and they're like holding their shoes. Like they're the AAU team coming in and they change their shoes when they get there. And like, and I feel like all of the luster of the NBA finals, which is basically having Drake sitting courtside and talking shit to the players with Mike Bray. Like that's why I watch the finals. Not having that there is going to make this very strange. And I feel like by the time the finals roll around, I'm still going to – like, we're, a lot of people are still going to watch, but I feel like the general public is going to be like, this is too weird. This isn't what I signed up for with the finals. And I don't really feel like they're going to do that great at ratings. Well, and that's the that's the problem with this whole thing. That the idea that we're going to get the money or we're going to make up some sort of deficit, obviously that makes a lot of sense. But what happens if that in turn hurts the overall product? Like you said, the yeah. NBA finals is this pristine, beautiful – you know, it's a shot. It's a moment in time. The lights, you know what I mean? It's just like – if it if it's at an AAU gym and we can yeah. hear all the players talking and you know the announcers are getting like yelled over because JR Smith's like Whoa! you know what I mean? like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. that that like that may yeah. hurt some of the NBA allure you know what I mean and that yeah. hurts the brand and and it's same with the, the Disney mascots yeah. on the on the end line like kind of like waving to no one in particular yeah. but they yeah it's gonna look like Moron Mountain or like some sort yeah. of weird you know place where basketball is happening and I, I don't and think I, that's good for the league. And, and then guys are – I mean, guys are going to get corona as this plays out, and then guys are going to have to sit out. And I, I just feel like by the time they may find – even if they do get it to the finish line, I, I, I don't know. It's going to be weird. I'm curious to see what the ratings will be because I, I think, like, the, the immediate thought is, oh, the ratings are – this is going to be the highest-rated finals ever because no, everyone's going to be watching. We have nothing else to do. I actually think that, like, by the time the finals roll around, everyone's going to be like, all right, the curiosity it, – it, it, it satiated your curiosity watching the first few rounds. And the general public's going to be like, this is this is too weird. I can't. I'm not signing up for a weird finals. Call me in 2021. I'll come back for that one. But I don't know. I've been wrong before. Harps. Uh, I just forgot to mention that as we were talking about the ad revenue, the idea that you know to bring it back to Willy Wonka, the idea that fans will be replaced by tarps and sponsors mm-hmm. will buy the tarps, uh, and then the league will make money to make up for the fans being there. Like that is the funniest thing. Like you remember when, when uh grandpa Joe is like, he got replaced by the machine. It's like, it's one, <laughs> yeah. get, it's one that he get replaced by a robot. You know what I mean? But they get replaced by a tarp that they use to cover the field during a rain delay. And then they're going to put like, you know, uh, whatever, like Fud Ruckers or something on top of it. It's, I mean, it's going to be, a, it's going to be ridiculous. <laughs> Even worse is the uh, – did you see the uh, orchestra? I forget where I, – I yeah, assume it was – Yes, in Barcelona. It was, Boston? It was it in was Barcelona. Bar- yeah, yeah, with the plants. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was I, – I saw someone someone's tweet was like, this looks like an Eric Andre skit. That's That just – that was yes. perfect to me. That's exactly yes. what it felt like. That's an Eric Andre idea is to just put plants in the seeds for her. <laughs> yes, yes. And, <laughs> and they loved people it. People playing music for the plants. Oh my it's god! Better than, honestly, plants are better than a tarp. To get replaced by a tarp <laughs> is offensive. As an MOB uh, fan, I'm upset. <laughs> all right, let's get to this Big Ten All Decade thing. The Big Ten yep. Network did. They had a panel of 24 people. Was who cares? It was we were on it. That's all that matters. 24, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They all voted on it. Um, should we rip through the teams real quick? First team: yeah, yeah. Frank Frank Kaminsky, Trey Burke, Draymond Green, Denzel Valentine, Evan Turner. Second team: Cassius Winston, Victor Oladipo, Carson Edwards, Ethan Hab, Jared Solinger. 
Third team is Aaron Kraft, Caleb Swanigan, D'Angelo Russell, Jawan Johnson, Jordan Murphy, and Yogi Ferrell. They had six on the third team. I guess one of them was a tie vote or something. It's a tie, yeah, for Yogi. Um, those are the teams. Uh, this is – it's one of those things that, like, I, I saw it being tweeted out and it was getting traction in the Big Ten world because, you know, there's nothing else going on and people need things to argue about. I didn't want to fall into the trap. I was like, I, who cares? It doesn't – there's no – it has no bearing on anything. Does it actually matter? And then the more I thought about it, the more I got really pissed off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> As with every list with everyone, you know what I mean? The fact that – I don't even know where to start with, with, with the – how egregious this is, that Jordan Murphy never made a first-team all-conference and somehow made it onto this, this thing from Minnesota. Uh, zero Maryland players. I would put Melo Trimble and Anthony Cowan both above Jordan Murphy. But Melo Trimble – Tate made three first-team all-conferences in his career. Three. Every year he was in the conference, he made the first-team all-conference. Did not make any of these teams because I guess, like, all the voters just forgot that Maryland's in the Big Ten, which if that's the case, I respect it. If that's what they – if they would come out and just be like <laughs> – Yeah, that was the statement. They were like, yeah. Maryland's not in the Big Ten. Yeah, Maryland's not in the Big Ten. I'd be like, I respect that. <laughs> I actually kind of respect that. But to have no Maryland players is egregious. To have only one Michigan player when Michigan made two national championship games, there was no Nick Stauskas – Oh, no, no that, 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 that was my point. That was my point. Yeah. Nick Stauskas was a player of the year in the Big Ten. The yeah. player of the year in Michigan won the regular season. And he did not make any of these teams. Nick Stauskas and Kata Big Dick uh, both got snubbed. They're, they're the only two players of the year left off. Luca Garza uh, didn't make it, but Luca Garza, I guess, counts as the next. Because, like, Evan Turner was on there um, because he played in 2010. So, I guess if you're going to count 2010 as part of this decade. Then Garza's then, in the next. Then 2020's yeah. in the next one. Because uh, otherwise, because that stood out to me too. I was like, how, like, Luca Garza, even if you're going off of one season, like, Luca Garza's season this past season, as much as we were team topping in the National Player of the Year race, he like still Luka, would, yeah, he yeah, should yeah. have been on at least the second team if he could have just for this one year alone. Ethan Happ's on the second team. We know how I feel about Ethan Happ. <laughs> nice guy. We met him at the Final Four. We, we, we threw a few back with him at, a, at the party. I like Ethan Happ a lot. Ethan Happ will be the first to tell. I, I like I this move, by the way. If you know someone personally, mm-hmm. all you have to do is just say he'll be the first to tell you. Mm-hmm. And then say to state something that's like besmirching them, and then it gets you off. <laughs> like the like he like yeah. he's told me this in confidence, and yeah. he, he'll tell it to your face. I literally have no idea how Ethan Happ would feel about this, but <laughs> I'm gonna say it anyway. Ethan Happ would be the first to tell you he does not belong on this team. Um, mm-hmm. I know Ethan Happ personally. Uh, Yogi Ferrell, listen, Indiana basketball legend. I think Yogi Ferrell. Uh, uh, I, I went on my rant last show about how we shouldn't make statues of anybody. If we if if you're making a statue of like Indiana basketball players. Yogi Ferrell's in the discussion for like the era he played in at Indiana, like how good he was just like a perfect quintessential Indiana point guard. But Yogi Ferrell's not like a Big Ten legend to me. You know what I mean? Tate? Like he's a, he's like he's like a guy that like Indiana can keep, but like it's not like the rest of the conference doesn't get it. You know what I mean? Does that make any sense? No, probably, it does. Yeah. yeah. To put it in a Michigan term, in my mind, I'm going to say like a Mo Wagner type where it's like, yeah. we, we all know how great he was, but he's kind of like Michigan's guy. I don't really think like Mo Wagner, the yeah. Big Ten guy. He's not like a Big Ten. Like it doesn't transcend his his. He his was leg- great there. Yeah. His legacy is contained to his school, not the mm-hmm. full conference. So yeah. I, I didn't really feel like Yogi should be on there as much as I love him. I absolutely do love Yogi, but um, yeah, I don't know. No Robbie Hummel, no Cody Zeller. And then I was thinking about it more, dude. Miles Bridges – was maybe the most talented guy, like other than I guess like Oladipo, D'Angelo Russell, and Draymond Green. Like Miles mm-hmm. Bridges is, is, if we're doing just talent alone, he should be on the first team. Um, and he wasn't even on any of these teams. I don't know. I don't like it. 
I'm just going to say it. I don't like it. Big thumbs down for me. It did seem like there was there was a little bit of a, a shifting around, right? When they were just trying to pick, like it was trying to get a variety of schools, and then it almost felt like they were sometimes picking a guy from a school to kind of represent the school. They're like, we we yeah. checked the box with Michigan. Trey, Trey Burke is there. Michigan is checked. But like you said, there's there's more options. I mean, even if we wanted to do, they, they should have done like a six man of the decade, like yeah. Duncan Robinson. That'd mm-hmm. be great. I would like a six man of the decade, or maybe some Iowa fans would be upset about that. They're like, we our guy went back to back, whatever. Uh, but you know, like there's some more awards and things that we could have figured out there. Uh, Evan Turner in Ohio State for yeah. the most. Um, I think that you would be happy about that, but at the expense of Evan Turner being on the first team and included mm-hmm. on this list, is it worth it? That was my is question. it worth it? That's what you got to ask yourself. If <laughs> any time you're giving Evan Turner praise or, yes. or accolades of any sort, you have to step back as a society and we have to ask ourselves: Is this worth it, or are we just feeding the beast? And unfortunately, I feel like we're just feeding the beast here. Evan played like 20 games in this decade. You know what I mean? Like he was <laughs> he was great, but like. He doesn't. He does. He shouldn't represent this decade. Mm. I don't know. They. They. I, I also don't love how everyone on the first team won a national player of the year award. Which, as a reminder, Draymond Green in 2012, Anthony Davis swept every single national player of the year award. Anthony Davis had the greatest one and done season of all time. And I think it was the NABC mm-hmm. gave it to Draymond Green, their yep. national player of the year award. <laughs> Fundamental. Fundamentally sound. Unbelievable. Okay. This was back when like freshmen still couldn't win anything in 20. Like Anthony Davis was like unlike anything we'd ever seen in college basketball ever. And he won the title. He did everything he was supposed to do in there. He won, he, won def- he was the best defender in the country. He was the best the best pro prospect, obviously. The be- his team won the title. The only the only two coaches that beat him are legends of the game, uh Kevin Stallings and Tom Crean. Like it took genius to to take him down. And someone still gave it to Draymond Green, which was was absolutely so I, I felt like it was a little lazy for the whole first team to just be guys who won national player of the year. Cause it doesn't really like just because you win national player of the year doesn't mean you're better than like guys in the other you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I would take guys who didn't win national player a lot of the year. Like Steph Curry never won national player of the year. <laughs> are you telling me that Trey Burke's better than Steph Curry just because he won that? You know what I mean? Yep. But I felt like that was a little ridiculous. Like, I don't know. So anyway, I, the, we're, we're falling into the trap. This is, <laughs> you know, we're arguing, <laughs> but I, I have to point out one guy that I feel like uh, somehow was overlooked in this whole thing, Caleb Swanigan. And if he had played yeah. three years, if Swanigan had come back, yeah. I think that Caleb Swanigan probably would have had, in my opinion, the, the chance to be the best player of the decade. I know it was not given to him. And obviously he was only there for two years, but Caleb Swanigan was something different at Purdue. And when he got there, he like lost all that weight and was just all of a sudden just like a stretch five. And yeah. I I think Caleb Swanigan, to me, Purdue basketball changed with Caleb Swanigan. I don't know why. And no Joe Eastern, obviously, but mainly Caleb Swanigan. <laughs> no, Maybe. There's, there's a question. If no Joe Eastern made the team, does he make it as a Purdue player or a Michigan player? That's what you have to ask yourself. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Did he have the better career? Yeah. <laughs> no, Joel Easter goes into the Big Ten Basketball Hall of Fame. What hat well, is he wearing? <laughs> <laughs> well, last decade is Purdue. This decade is Michigan. Yeah. Um, Izzo as the coach of the year or mm. the coach of the decade. I don't have a problem with it. I think that's pretty clear cut. I think people, Beeline, Beeline was yeah, my Beeline, pick. Beeline has, a, has an argument. I think Matt Painter has a sneaky good argument. Thad Mata has an early argument. That that Mata does. If the decade was like 05 to 15, I think that that Mata is the answer, even though everyone will think I'm biased. Go look up the stats. Go look up who won all the trophies. <laughs> I love um, that. Look, look up the trophies. Look up the, look up the facts. Look, yeah. Check the facts. Mm-hmm. No, that used to always just piss me off when Thad would – like people would make lists of Big Ten coaching tiers, and Thad was all, it was like, all right, number one is Izzo. Number two mm-hmm. is Beeline and Bo Ryan. Mm-hmm. Number three is Crean, and I guess you throw Mata in there too. Remember, <laughs> you're like, hold on, what? <laughs> 
And he's like, I was the big ten every single year. Like he, like in a ten year span, he won like fifteen trophies. It was unbelievable. But um, yeah, but that that obviously fell off at the end. Um, yeah, Bo Ryan, I guess, could be in there because he he won he won the mm. two final fours. Mm. But uh, I think it's got to be Izzo. You, you like I like Beeline just because I like to be different. I feel like everyone's gonna say yeah. Izzo, and uh, you know why not? I mean, there's. I mean, it's definitely not Tom Crean. That's why I do know that. You know, I mean, I went through the coach of the year, the teams that won. You know, I will say, Michigan. Michigan has a great program. Obviously, uh, they, mm-hmm. they've had an unbelievable program this decade. And for Michigan to be that good, you, you have to think either it's the players that are making them that good, or the coach is making them that good. And you know, for Michigan State, Michigan State almost had three guys on the first team in this thing. Cassius Winston probably. I would argue he should have been on the first team. I would, I would honestly put him on the first team and take Evan off. I would take Trey Burke off. Are you kidding? Like Trey yeah, Burke. Yeah, 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 yeah. Michigan has to be either either players or coaches. How else do you explain the success? If Trey Burke is the only guy worthy of these teams, then obviously John Beeline should be coach of the decade, right? Exactly, hundred percent. I, yep. I don't understand it. I just, meanwhile, like if 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 Tom Izzo has like all the best players in the conference every single year then should we really be patting him on the back for being a great coach? Because, like, who couldn't win with, like, you know, seven of the best 20 players of the last decade? This sounds like – this is literally the Roy Williams argument every single year. And with North Carolina, they're like, he's got all the best players. Who cares if they win the games? Like, you know, like, all right, yeah, I guess it checks out. But, yeah, no, beeline forever. We're with Beeline. All right, shout-outs, closeouts. What do we got? Let's wrap this thing up. Oh, yeah. I just want to shout-out again. Uh, I like the idea that the NBA is trying to come back. I like the idea that we have topics to yeah. talk about, but I don't like the idea of the headline hunting. So I want to shout-out the idea of not doing that and just kind of mm. sitting back and waiting to see what happens. And then we put out a headline with the plan. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? That's what I want to shout-out. Just let's, patience. Let's and then put out a headline. And yeah. the headline can be crazy. The headline can draw people in. It doesn't mean that it, you just don't put it out first. Yeah. That's my only thing. Shout out to that. Yeah, I, I, I like that. That's a, that's a good idea. I want to shout out uh, the show on Netflix, The Floor is Lava. Have you, did you watch this? Have mm. you seen this? Have you heard about no, this? No, I have not. I have not uh, seen this. I'm, I'm flipping through Netflix. I come across it. I watch it. It is the dumbest show I've ever seen in my life. And I'm absolutely mm. hooked. I, I can't recommend it enough. It is it is so, so stupid, but it's so good. It's it, They basically just put like... It's it's the floor is lava game that you played as a child. And yeah, 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 yeah. No, I get it. Yeah, yeah. And they they make the floor just be a bunch of water, and it bubbles up. But the but the funniest part, the reason I want to bring it up is because like so you basically have to get from point A to point B, and you can't fall in. And if you fall in, you obviously lose. Um, but the funniest thing in the show is that when when people fall in, they don't show like they treat it like you're actually swallowed alive by the lava and you're dead. And it's like the editing of it. I just want to give a round of applause to whoever came up with that idea that the people like the people that fall in their teammates just go, no. <laughs> and then you never see them again. And they just like slowly, it looks like the, what is it? Terminator as he's slipping into the lava and gets the thumbs up. Yeah. yeah it's like slowly melt away. Like, yeah. Shit. It's so great. So I wanted to shout that out. I've been watching. I'm going to check that out. And shout out to Netflix. I mean, just trying their best to just keep putting mm-hmm. things out. I feel like I've watched everything on there. So uh, I'm doing my best. Shout out to Vince Carter, 22 years. Uh, and shout out to Vince Carter. He didn't get a retirement tour. Uh, per se, but he also got like three different iterations where it was like, this is Vince Carter's last game. Let's celebrate Vince yeah, Carter. Right, right, that yeah. was like four months ago and like two yeah. months ago, it was like Vince Carter officially done with the game. And here's like a whole day of Vince Carter. Then today it was like Vince Carter on the Wiggity podcast says he's done with basketball. <laughs> whole day of Vince Carter. So I'm hoping in two months from now he does it again because I he love should do it again, yeah. Just keep doing it. Just keep bringing that up. It's, I, have it's a great idea. I feel like Chris Bosch could do that too because like Bosch retired without retiring. Yeah, he could definitely do that. 
Yeah. Throw Chris Bosch in, in my list of guys <laughs> that should come back. I feel like Bosch should make this a career for the next five years is just like always floating his name as like a potential signing mm-hmm. for something and mm-hmm. and then deciding at the last second, like, ah, it's just, it, it didn't feel right. And then he never actually comes back and then he re-retires and, and just keep doing that over and over. I mean, if the Laker, <laughs> if the Lakers add Chris Bosch along with the guys we mentioned earlier, that is the funniest team of all time, especially in a locker room where you can't dap each other up. You have to keep distance. You're isolated. So you're going to have yep. like Deion Waiters isolated with his own thoughts. J.R. Smith isolated with his own thoughts, and then they're all just going to go get on a court after they take off masks and start playing together. That sounds like a lot of ISO scoring to me, and that sounds like something I want to watch. I want to shout out homage for uh, our, oh, our yeah. good friends at homage that, that make t-shirts for us and, and all that jazz. Uh, I've, I've known those guys forever, and they today tweeted out a, a birthday wish to me with the Mr. Rainmaker video, and I just wanted to thank them for doing that because uh, anytime the Mr. Rainmaker video gets put out into the world, uh, it's a great day for me because people this has been happening a lot recently Tate, and i i kind of love it is i have somehow become a poster boy for this idea that like walk-ons can are better than you at basketball like like mm. kind, of, kind of what we were talking about with like scalabrini where you play guys in, in yeah yeah exactly yeah, yeah for some reason i've seen a, i'll get tagged in a lot of tweets and it'll almost always be like with mr rainmaker but also like the video we did maui where i or that i i was like just sh- shooting threes or whatever it's been happening a lot lately with me where like I, people are using me. It's, it's sort of a backhanded compliment. Cause they're basically saying like, this guy sucks, but if you watch this video, he's so much better than all of you. So like, I'm kind of, I'm appreciative of it, but not, I don't know. No, be it's, appreciative. It's, very weird. it's, yeah, it's yeah. your birthday. Be appreciative. As I get older, I just get more appreciative. But like when mm. I was younger, I used to get more upset, but like that seems to be happening more with me is like, I'm becoming like a poster boy for like, yeah, I know all of you guys think that you could play, you know, that like walk-on suck, the bench warmers suck, but look at this kid who can make a bunch of threes and throw in a, a shot from the stands. <laughs> He's better. Everyone's like, yes. Yeah. That is, <laughs> yes. Now I get it. No, I mean, that's great. Mr. Rainmaker's a great video. That was the first way that I knew who you were. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was sent to me when I was in high school, I believe, uh, my senior year in high school, and I was like, this guy's awesome. And yeah. then, and then, you know, and 10 then years Kyle, later, here we are. And then Kyle Singler three weeks later made like shot for shot the exact same video. And, uh, I remember learning about how the internet works. I, re- I learned about like having your content stolen. That was my, that was my first foray. I was like, Oh, cool. Kyle Singler just basically jacking my video. Cool. Good job, and Kyle. that's <laughs> a Duke guy. That's uh, that's what Duke guys do. All right. We're onto the self-indulgent part of the program. Uh, it's my birthday. Here's, here's, yes. here's what I wanted to do. I, I wanted to share some birthday wisdom. I wanted to go over, um, I, I, I first, I want to vocalize my goals, Tate. I, I, mm. I find this to be constructive. Uh, I think you put your goals out to the world. People can hold you accountable if you're not attaining those goals. So this is my list of goals I'm trying to accomplish by the time I'm 40. I officially have exactly seven years to make this happen. I want to write another book. That is on my list. I've been wanting to do that for a long time. I have changed my mind three different times on what that book would be about. Mm-hmm. I have a pretty good idea of what it'll be about now, and no one in a million years is going to guess what it is. But uh, I, I Sailing. It's going to be sailing. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be sailing. Um, I want to run a marathon and beat Oprah's time. Um, that is that is something very, very near and dear to my heart. Is wait, sure. wait, wait, what? Beat whose time? Oprah. Yeah, she ran a marathon one time, and I just want to make sure I beat her. I got to, I got to be in better shape than her. <laughs> okay. uh, I'm trying to break 80 in a round of golf. I, I feel like that's attainable. You can do I just, that. I just we don't play take together. it seriously enough. Yeah. I shot an 84 last time I went out. It was one of the best rounds I've ever shot, but uh, – I just don't take it seriously enough, man. I drink too much on the course. I get a little loose. 
No, as someone who grew up taking it very seriously and did yeah. shoot in the 70s, you don't want to be one of those people. You're, <laughs> it, it's a different class. Like, you, you don't enjoy golf anymore. It is better to shoot, like, a fun and loose 88 than, like, a... a than a, a tight 79. Tight, tight 79. I've, I've, I've shot a lot of tight 79s in my life. A lot of three putts to get to a 79. One of my goals by the time I'm 40, I want to win an award that requires me giving an acceptance speech, but only mm. so I can use my acceptance speech to shit on the morons who gave me the award. Yes. I want to do that. That's a goal yes. of mine is to go yes. up there, like, you know, and just mock the entire award that I won. I feel like the best way to do that right now is win one of these dumb Emmys where they give them out to everybody. Like if you have a blue check mark and you make content on the internet, I think they yeah. give you a sports Emmy or something. Mm-hmm. I want to win one of those and give it, give it an award speech. So uh, that's on the goal. I want to finance an AAU program in a tiny town in America. We got to make that happen. I feel like I can get you in on that. Mm-hmm, for we sure. Pick, we pick a town. Yeah, my hometown, Henderson, North Carolina. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, let's go. I mean, we we got the grassroots down there. We got I, I don't. Folks. I don't want to do. To be clear, I don't want to do like high schoolers. I want to do like I want to. I want to have like the most dominant like fourth grade team. Yeah. But it's only fourth graders. So like all mm-hmm. the kids growing up can't wait to get in fourth grade so they can play on this team. Mm-hmm. And you get one shot at it. You're on the team for one year and then mm-hmm. you're gone and you're out mm-hmm. and we kick you out. Mm-hmm. Fourth grade only. <laughs> yeah. 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 Dude, the dirtbaggers. And then we, <laughs> we, we you're, you're in fourth grade and we're the dirtbaggers and we just run. We just run fourth grade. And back. we're the only fourth grade team with not only a shoe contract, but we have like three different shoe contracts. Like yeah, we yeah, have yeah. like Under Armour jerseys and Nike shoes and like. Mm-hmm. adidas like warm up we, we put out <laughs> commitment videos for third graders that are coming. <laughs> i want to do that i want to start a legal mon- money laundering operation uh legal nice. being the keyword because like it's not even about the i i'm not trying to like screw people in any way mm. uh i'm not trying to like cheat the system i just i love money laundering so much i'm so fascinated by how it, it happens that mm. I just want to get involved in some way, but I want to do it in a legal way. So I don't know. Maybe that's where the AU program comes in. Maybe yeah. It, it, look, LA's got plenty of convenient marts and strip balls that they have the shell companies for you to launder money in. <laughs> they just, uh, it might not be legal. I just, I want to come up with a creative way to launder money. I'm just so mm. fascinated by it. It's, it's such a, it's, it's, I don't know. It's great. I love it. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> I've yeah, always yeah, been fascinated yeah, by yeah. it. Netflix just popped up still watching Ozark. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to launch a career as an extra and or a basketball realism consultant. So like oh. anytime someone's making a basketball movie, I want to be the guy they call where they're like, all right, we shot these scenes. Does this look like real basketball? And I'm like, no, this is garbage. They would mm-hmm. never, mm-hmm. you know, like the most egregious example that comes to mind immediately is all the scenes from Fresh Prince where mm-hmm. they play in like a, <laughs> it's like an elementary school auditorium yeah. and the baskets are like six feet tall and will smith yeah. in inner court looks like he is like the biggest person to ever play basketball it's the size of a kitchen and i'm like i just wish like when when they when hollywood makes that i want them to call me and i'm just like we got to fix this you guys and i want i want that or just a career as an extra in general i would love to just like I don't know the, the the Matthew Barry. He was in the Avengers, right? Was it Avengers that he yeah, was in? That, that he, that's that's Disney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I I need I need some of those cameos. So we got to make this happen. Um, I want to I want to obviously get the Ohio State toilets named after me. I want to make sure I write a big enough check to make that happen. Ohio State locker that room. can happen. Yeah, we can make that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to become successful enough to have a picture attached to my Wikipedia. I've noticed that that's a thing that like. You know, like the first, the first foray into success is getting a Wikipedia page in the first place. But then the real successful people like have a really grainy, shitty picture that like you know someone took as they were walking by in the grocery. 
And yeah, it's yeah. Like it's like it's it's from 2004, and they yeah, like downloaded yeah. it, and then like you know, it's fuzzed out. Yep. Yeah, I I I need that. I I I got to do. I don't want to give it to me. I got to earn it. But that's something I I have. It's one of my goals. And then finally, my my last goal is I want to go Hollywood. So um, mm. I don't know what I mean mm. by that, mm. but I just want like. I want that to be the discourse around anytime my name gets brought up. I want people to be like, I liked him before he went Hollywood. Mm, and then, mm. and then I just go full fledged Hollywood and it's just like the people sort of turn on me. So I got to figure out the best way to make that happen. I'm sorry. <laughs> fl- I'm sorry to Flavortown, Ohio. Uh, you guys, he's going to turn on you. <laughs> Apologies. I'm going to be, I, I got to get in the next, uh, I can, I can check off a lot of these. If I get in the next uh, celebrity video where they're <laughs> the celebrities are like, we have all the answers and here's yeah. what we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get in one of those. I think that's a real good way to say I've gone Hollywood and I'm very out of touch. <laughs> I can't wait. To, I can't wait to write the piece like this in Vanity Fair, like as I'm close to you. And it's like from Flavortown to Hollywood, the Mark Titus story. <laughs> <laughs> and I never call it Columbus. I it all started the morning he woke up and saw that he had his own picture on Wikipedia and his head just exploded from there. And he, had, <laughs> he said, thank God I got out of Flavortown. Uh, um, yeah, these are great. Those I, are my I, goals. I, I will inform, I will help make these goals either possible or enforce you if you try to get a straight uh, from All these. Right. So this will be good. And yeah. then uh, lastly, before I go, my birthday wisdom I want to share on the people because uh, part of being a, here, here you go. Part of being Hollywood is is unsolicited advice to the uh, civilians yeah. of the world. Right? Yes, yes, yes. So this is step one of me going Hollywood. <laughs> I want to share my wisdom that none of you asked. Hello, for. hello, hello, idiots. <laughs> hello, all you idiots. Number one, if you don't have kids, it's your duty to buy the king size candy bars. So mm. I, I, I would like to tell everyone that if you if you live in a neighborhood where, where uh, trick or treating takes place and you have no kids, you are the house that must buy candy bar. If you can't afford it, figure out a way to afford it. Yeah, you have to buy king size candy bars. Number two, uh, uh, treat everyone like it's their birthday. So I'm finding <laughs> a, every time my birthday comes around, everyone is so nice. And it's like such a, it's such a great excuse to like get away with whatever you want, you know, Tate. Yeah. Like yeah. what if you just, what if we just treated everyone like it was their birthday? Yeah. I, I, I first off, yes. And second <laughs> off, I love the idea that you started with a treat, like a trigger, a treat. And then you, you open the next sentence with treat. Treat, treat everyone. <laughs> I was like, this is a nice little theme we got going. Um, I, I would like to tell everyone that uh, you should never under any circumstance ever use your car horn. Um, I've become very mm. passionate about this as I've gotten older. That's true. I'm observing this very closely. There's never an acceptable time to use your car horn. You think there is, there's not never ever use it. You're saying, what if a guy cuts me off i'm saying hit your brakes and just take a deep breath and let it go you don't have to hit your horn what what if i'm at my friend's house and i want to tell him i'm here i don't know call him text him call him don't call hit him. your horn yeah, yeah. Uh, never time, use your horn. Mm-hmm. uh i got a bunch of other nonsense i wrote down find something bigger than yourself that's important we got to do that in life um i think uh uh oh this one's a good one tate it's not about it's not about the flowers slash coffee slash the bed being made this is important so you know, you're, you're, you're in a relationship with someone, you buy them flowers, right? And you're asking yourself like, what is it? Why, why buy the flowers? This is stupid. Like the other person doesn't necessarily like the flowers that much. It's always about the gesture. And I think, um, this is something you learn later in life is like, when I was little, when I was younger, I thought like, what is the point of this? I'm giving these like flowers. I give them to this person. They don't really want them. They put them in a vase, they die, whatever. Every single woman on earth that says they don't like flowers, they don't care about flowers. They actually do because it's not about the flower state. It's about the gesture. It's about like, I was driving by this place one time and I thought about you and I bought these and gave them to you. That's mm. important. And yes. then the coffee part, I've, I've, I've developed this habit. I've, I've developed a coffee habit during quarantine and I've realized in the last like week or so, 
I actually don't like the taste of coffee at all. Mm. What I like is the routine of waking up every day, grinding beans, putting them in the filter, putting the water in. And I realized how old I am. And I was like, mm. there's something about like keeping your sanity to the routine. So like all of those little things in your life where you're like, what is the, why, why do I make my bed? What is the point of making my bed? I'm going to go right back into that bed tonight. My advice to the, to the young people out there, it's about the routine. It's not about the making the bed. It's not mm. about buying the flowers. It's not about mm. the coffee. It's the deeper meaning. Write that one down. I don't know. That's about it. I got, I got more, but I think everyone should find a hobby that you suck at. I wrote that mm. down. That's a good that, one. That's a good one. Cause I think like everyone wants to do hobbies that you're like just naturally good at, but I think we all need like a hobby that we're just dog shit at. And, uh, that's me and playing music. And that's why I don't tell anybody about it. You know what I mean? Just do it by myself. It's great. It's fun. Um, make shots. That's a, that's an important one. Uh, always, always make shots. Always. And then, uh, I think billionaires should pay for their own fucking stadiums. <laughs> I, I, I think that as well. So, uh, <laughs> that's, that's perfect. That's that, honestly, that one's going to stick with me. I don't know why that one's going to stick with me. Oh, I don't even know what I was doing with that. I was just like, I, I, I think like I, I've arrived at a point in my life where I do feel old because I, I do have a lot of gray hair and I think I've just gotten very existential with uh, all the <laughs> shit going on in the world. And um, I don't know. I just want to write stuff down and, and vocalize it just for my own therapeutic reasons because uh, I'm not a young man anymore. That is the one good part about being mm. old is you don't have to pretend to be an alpha at all times anymore. There are times where like, you can just shrug your shoulder. Like I, I went golfing with a 25 year old a couple weeks ago and he was smashing the shit out of the ball. And he, I used to, I'm, I'm used to being the guy that hits the ball the farthest in the group. And it was so nice that like two or three years ago, I think I would have like taken it personally and like thrown out my back trying yeah, to they throw out your shoulder yeah. Yeah, rotator cuff injury. Yeah. And it's, it was just so <laughs> refreshing and, and it just, it felt so good to just be like, dude, that is so awesome that you can smash the shit out of the ball. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to defer to you on this. I'm going to tip my cap and not even try. You beat me, whatever. It's, it's, it's so nice just to get older and not have to care about that stuff anymore. So I, don't I know. love it. This is great. This is beautiful. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be here on a happy birthday. We're going to see each other later. Uh, we're going to, we're going to get the band back together. At least it's like a, a small band, uh, but, but a close knit band. And uh, like you said, it's your bird year. I'm happy to be here. I'm, I'm I'm sorry that you have to do a podcast with me on your birthday. No, this is what I wanted to do. Any 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 forum that I can uh, spew my nonsense. Uh, anytime I'm given a platform and a microphone. My, my my one addition to all of your uh, all your little tips. Uh, balloons balloons work as well with balloons. Flies. Again, balloons, balloons are great. You, you balloons buy balloons. Great. You're like, what's the it's point the of these? It's the gesture. It's the gesture. The same the same with I'm a big handwritten note guy. I don't write a ton of them. But you're asking yourself as you're writing the note, you have a, the back of your brain. You're like, why am I writing this out? Why can't I just type it? Why don't I just text this person? It just means more. And I'm telling you, you send a little card to somebody and they get it in the mail. They're like, oh my God, it just means more. It's always the gesture. So. Um, enough with that. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, thank you for, for everything. Thank you for the kind words. Those of you that are, are reaching out on my birthday. Um, I, I pretend like I'm a guy that doesn't give a shit about birthdays, but every time it rolls around, I don't know. It does feel nice to have people care about you. So I do appreciate it. Uh, we will be back next week. We we have some stuff in, in store for next week because there is a big event happening mm. next week in the world of college basketball. And those of you that pay attention might know what it is. Um, those of you that don't, don't worry. We're going to explain it to you. Uh, we are very, very, very excited about it. And we're going to talk about it next week. See you then. Tune in.
Hi there. Sorry for the interruption, but are you enjoying this show on Google Podcasts? You should know that the Google Podcasts app is going away this spring. That's right, going away, gone, as in no longer available. You can still enjoy this show elsewhere, though. Try out Spotify or Amazon Music, or maybe TuneIn is more your style. Whatever app you switch to, be sure to follow so you never miss the next episode. And thanks for listening, wherever you listen.